0: Fauna and bits and pieces are not two things. Three things that you associate with a vagina. Three, four, eight, eight. And
1: Hello, Michelle. Hi, Geordie. How are you? I just said her. Her. Her or your? Her. 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 her.
0: So, Oh, God, it's so confusing for anyone who's just joined us. has never listened to one of our podcasts before. Apologies. We are eavesdroppin'.
1: That's the name of the podcast. I'm Geordie. And I'm Michelle. And you, as the mere fact of being a listener to us, you're an eavesdropper. Eavesdroppers. Yes.
0: Michelle, can I ask that you move your face into the centre of the screen? It's like talking to my mother on Skype.
1: There we go. Have you got it right up the nose? I've got full face. Full
0: face now. Up the nostril. That's nice. (laughs) Thank you. Michelle and I are friends, aren't we, Michelle? Yes. We've known each other a long, old time. We're Australian, but we both live in different countries now, from Australia, that is. Yes. Well, I'm actually British now, and Michelle lives also in various places which we can't say because she's on the run much like her mother Jen who was forced to buy a grey wig there's a lot going on I'm sorry I've just gone straight into
1: it if you don't know us here's a little brief for anyone who is new to the podcast Jen is, is a regular feature on this podcast and Jen's actually my mother we do take the piss quite a bit out of Jen apologies I hope she likes that apologies but I did Jen. say to her mom what the f It's going on with that grey wig. And she said, oh. Do we have answers? Oh, darling, I never had a grey wig. And I said. You're misremembering yet again, Michelle. And I said, mum, you had a grey wig. And she said, no, I know the one you mean. It was a very dark ash blonde. Oh, it's ash blonde. (laughs) Now, let me just tell you right now. A.K.A. grey. There was no blonde in that (laughs) wig. It was ash color. It was a cigarette ash color. That's what it was. It was a gray wig. So I'm very sorry, Jen. I know you said, you thought know, you you had a blonde wig, but it wasn't blonde. Do you know what? This is the third week running that we both have been confounded. We've by a great week, confounded yet entertained i
0: don't think i've laughed so hard about anything in such a long time but the thought of this great <laughs> week is pretty funny and thank you jen thank you for the laughs yes and dear listeners i hope you're still with us we talked last week about psychic mediums michelle you know how i i made some intimations about the lovely psychic man jason d rothwell i'm a bit frightened to say his name because i You know, I said some things which may have indicated I thought he might be a murderer last week. You did. Well, you know, obviously, you know, that can't be proven and that's not exactly what I think. I was just pondering, just
1: pondering. You were putting it out there because, honestly, (laughs) it's not a stretch to join the dots. He found two bodies. What's the connection here? Him. Him. Him! (laughs) And the location and the amount of time between finding the bodies and... Where the bodies were found. That's in water. right. As I said last week, don't sue me. I don't think he's a killer. That's not my opinion. I'm just positing a a theory. That's what yeah, we no do. No suing, please. No.
0: I don't also think he's a murderer. He looks like a lovely guy. And I watched a little Instagram reel of his today. He was talking about. Now I didn't. I haven't mentioned his name anywhere in our social medias because I don't want him coming for me. I I don't want to upset anyone, you know. I'm a nice person, people. (laughs) But he was saying on his Instagram reel, it was quite interesting. It said, mediums do not predict death, but sometimes we have to. Here's a few stories. And he went on to talk about a few stories where he had reluctantly had to reveal death death dates or imminent deaths the first one was quite touching actually it was a man who came into a reading and Jason D Rothwell gave him back his money and said mate I'm sorry but I've been told you need to go and call your mum you haven't got time for a reading go call your mum go talk to your mum right now
1: oh my god and he
0: said well I don't talk to my mum I haven't talked to my mum in 15 years the client said and Jason D Rothwell just insisted and off he went and then he rang him later and said thank you so much for that heads up my mum was in hospital dying that day. I had the opportunity to go and say goodbye.
1: Oh, my so that was
0: fucking God.
1: I mean, you say that's nice, but I got chill bumps from that one. <laughs> Holy shit. Then there was another one.
0: Oh, it was a lady who was going, oh, just for a laugh, just for a laugh. Just tell me. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry. It's fine. And he reluctantly said, because he said, we don't do this, love. We don't tell people their death days. We just don't do it. And he said, finally, he said, look, just for a laugh. Okay. Not that it's very funny, but I'll lay out some cards. The first card you pick up that's negative, that will be the amount of time that you've got left. So the first card she flipped over was negative. So that gave her a month to live. But then he had a message from his spirits that said, if she knows a Joanne or if she gets the word from Joanne, then she's only got a month to live. And she said, well, that's all right then. It's all fine because I don't know any Joannes. All good. Happy days. Then there was a knock at the door and it was a district nurse. She introduced herself as Joanne. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. The woman died a month later. What of? Don't know. Sickness. Cancer. I don't know. I can't remember. But she had something wrong with her. That's why she had a district nurse coming around.
1: Would you want to know? No. No. I don't think I do. Of course you don't, Michelle. But then if you knew you had a month, wouldn't you just go, fuck it, give me all the champagne, go and see all your loved ones? This lady did then realise that she had a month
0: and she then gave some information to a family member who then went to call Jason Rothwell... And said, my mum just wanted to say thank you to you. Because of you and your information, she was able to get all her affairs in order. Right. Before she passed away and prepare herself.
1: I have to say, if I die suddenly, if I fall down a crevasse. Or get pushed. Avalanche. Yeah, get pushed. (laughs) It's not off the cards, I tell you. I have no affairs in order. None. Just makes you realise we're all skating along with... Skating on thin ice. Skating on thin ice with your affairs all hither and a dither and willy-nilly. Did he have any other amazing stories to share? There was another one, but I can't remember it. I can't remember everything, Michelle. Cut me some slack here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a menopausal woman. Oh, well, look, that sounds really fascinating. Yeah. When I was putting together the links for last week's episode, he very reluctantly actually came forward about the Nicola Bully case. He really didn't want to. As far as I could tell, in every single official news report, it was two hikers. It did make me think that he is not doing this for the likes. He's not doing it for the follows. He was doing it because I think he obviously felt compelled to help. Can you imagine how tricky it must be to be a medium and to have this information Kind of come to you in whatever way you receive images and messages, and to find that fucking body bloated, like in a in a stream. If he didn't kill them,
0: I'm so worried we're going to get into so much trouble here. I'm frightened for our safety, Do Michelle. you know what?
1: He's going to be there saying, "There's a podcast. They're talking about me." <laughs> <laughs> I feel they're calling me a murderer. I've got the Thames on my doorstep. I've got to watch oh, out. Jesus. What? Well, I got a fast flowing river full of avalanche water. <laughs> so, look, who knows? But it's very interesting, actually, because I was thinking about medical mysteries. Medical mysteries? I started looking up medical mysteries, and I have to tell you, weird medical cases, uh, Geordie, just don't even put that search into your DuckDuckGo. Why? It's- what it's happened? Just disgusting things on the internet that will yeah. really upset you. And once you see these things, you can't unsee them. Right. It's very upsetting. I mean, really awful things that happen to people's bodies. Like what? Well, terrible things. And the doctors don't know what's going on with these people or have any answers. So these poor people have to live with these things. You're keeping me on tenterhooks here, Michelle. Well, the thing is, there's this one thing I remember seeing called syndrome x where you never age before beyond four years of age mentally or physically i saw this picture of this little girl she looked four She's 20 oh. she didn't live oh. you know and then there was this one kid who just overnight he lost his appetite for food and liquids oh, shit And now he has to be force fed for life to stay alive. The doctors are like, what the fuck just happened? He was a normal kid one day. The next day, doesn't want to eat or drink. And it's not even doesn't want to. If there's something they think medically, not mentally, he just doesn't eat or drink. And then there's this other one. And honestly, don't look this up because it's really distressing. It's not a mental illness. It's like a physical feeling. They feel that they have bugs crawling under, their, under skin. their skin. I've heard about this.
0: This can come and go, actually, and it is mental as well as... Yeah, it's, it is mental. A mental. Well, it's not mental. It's just a mental condition, I think.
1: Well, they're actually saying that there are sensory issues. Oh, So it is a physical feeling. So it's a physical feeling and a physical cause. They just don't know what it is or why. It can come on during menopause and it can
0: come on during... Don't say that, Geordie. Yes. Don't
1: scare people. Sorry,
0: but it can. Because you can feel it. I mean, everything that you're experiencing during menopause is real. And there's a hundred different symptoms that you think, what's this? Oh, guess what? It's because of the menopause.
1: It's either menopause or fucking cancer. Oh, stop. Doctor Google anything, everything always leads to cancer. It's terrifying. Just don't do it, people. Just live. But skin scratchy feeling like there's bugs. It is a neurological and sensory I mean, I guess then it becomes quite a psychological issue because mentally you're just like, I cannot stand the feeling of these fucking bugs. And these people are ripping their skin to shreds. So they are covered in scabs and all sorts of things. Look, while I was raking through the muck on the internet about (laughs) medical stuff, I have to say, I think I am the perfect target for all that kind of thing. (laughs) Because I love... Anyone who knows me knows, and this is quite disgusting, and I'm happy to Yuck, admit it. Here it comes. I love squeezing a spot. Yeah, I love it. I have been known to watch those terrifying videos on YouTube of people with big cysts that Ugh. they squeeze and out comes a river <laughs> <Yuck>. of past. <laughs> oh, trigger warning. It just doesn't
0: trigger. End. That's... Horrific, Michelle. Trigger warning to those of you who have a sensitive
1: disposition like myself. I can't stand it. It was a juice dropper. I'm sorry. That is quite disgusting. But you know what? My sister alerted me to this TV show called Dr. Pimple Popper.
0: Yes, I know. You've watched it with my husband, who, by the way, loves it as well. And he also accuses me of neglecting him because... He's got blackheads on his back and I'm supposed to be the one just, oh man, it's the worst thing ever. You tell
1: Patty, I'm his girl. I'm in there. I'll give it a good (laughs) old squeeze. I love all that stuff. I also love reading accounts of people who go online and they say, I cured my whatever, you know, like I cured my risotto by taking a supplement. And then you read it and you're like, it's a fucking supplement you've never heard of, some herb you've never heard of. hundred bucks. For the supplement, dang, I'll, I'll drop that money. I'll give it a try. Like, I am such a sucker for this shit. Right. I'm an easy sell for con men selling snake oil. <laughs> so, with that in mind, Geordie, yes. <laughs> I came across a guy called Anthony William, and he calls himself the medical medium. Oh. He's a medium who says he can diagnose medical conditions. And honestly, like, I love the sound of this. No blood test required. No. And no medical training or doctor (laughs) certification (laughs) required either. either. (laughs) No. I'm not sure about this guy. So please Proceed with caution. Yes, really. Check him out, but proceed with caution. This guy says he first realized he had the gift of this medical mediumship at the age of four because he diagnosed his grandmother who at the time was completely symptom-free, four years old, he turns to her and says, you've got lung cancer. What? And she's like, what the fuck? I'm not sure if Granny said what the fuck. Yeah, she probably didn't. Valma She granny. probably didn't. What the fudge? It's maybe what, <laughs> what she said. She went and had tests. Boom. She had lung cancer. Oh. Yeah, verified. And he says spirit or what he also calls divine voice tells him what's wrong with people Mm. and in fact he did an interview with refinery 29 it's a a website i love that website yeah me too he says this voice gives him medical information about the people around him and this is a quote just like you'd hear your best friend talk to you in your ear just like you jordy he didn't whisper 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 he said that's how i hear the voice He said it's not like other mediums where they hear it inside their head or they get a vision or they see a colour or see something like that. I'm hearing it as if someone's talking to me. It's actually quite annoying. Oh, so it's a little
0: bit like tuning in unnecessarily, like putting an unwanted podcast in your ear. Or (laughs) a bit like what happens to our very own psychic." Hazel, the psychic real estate agent, who has appeared on this show previously, or told the stories at least, who Mm -hmm. gets tickling on her ear and cheek and then people
1: talking to her while she's trying to show houses. That's right. I did actually have a moment where I thought this is very Hazel. It's Mm. very Hazel, what's going on with Anthony. He hears things. If that's true, I mean, at four years old, probably lung cancer for your granny is Mm. not something that you get a vision of or whatever no you wouldn't have any frame of reference no so i think that's when he first knew he had some kind of special gift yeah um he also says that through his gift and this i find interesting he understands unique healing properties and protocols that other people don't understand including doctors and scientists Uh uh-huh you know he he says that he understands things that science has yet to discover. What? Yeah. So basically what he's saying is he can tell you what's wrong with you, because spirit tells him. Yeah. And he also understands things about foods and heavy metals and viruses and toxins and the way our body works that science doesn't know yet. Wow. Are you with me? Kind of. Well, now, when I was reading that, I thought it's a pretty good get out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, first of all, you're hearing a voice. I kind of get that because we talk a lot about mediums on this podcast. Mm. And in fact, obviously, last week, that was what we were discussing. This next thing about having a gift where he he receives information that is so advanced about everything that no one knows about it yet. Well, anyone who says to him hey, I think what you're saying is bullshit. He just goes, I have knowledge that no one knows yet. You're right. I have it, knowledge that yeah. science doesn't even know. So do you know what? You can never come back to him on anything. And look, if you think that sounds dodge, you are not alone because this guy has been slammed for giving medical advice without any kind of medical training at all. Wow. Because like, like I said, he's not a doctor. He's had no medical training, and people all over the internet, you know, basically telling him and, you know, speaking out into the media that uh, his advice is dangerous for people. Okay. Well, could be. Because, as you said, proceed with
0: caution. Yeah. You need to get a second and third opinion. In fact, he should not be your first
1: opinion. No. But, you know, Geordie, when people are vulnerable, when people are sick, Mm. they are desperate. Yeah. And you've got some guy who's a medical medium, who's telling you to do XYZ, do you know what? People are going to do it, you know, because they're like, I will clutch at straws. I will take any chance to have, you know, more time on this earth with my loved ones. Of course. And look, the thing is, it seems that his advice is working for millions of people around the world because he's channeled spirit and written three New York Times bestsellers. Oh, well done. Yep, and he has. I mean, you go to his website. Uh He has a long list of celebs that endorse his ideas and diets, and these people are on his website. Yeah, Robert De Niro. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Ob's Pharrell. Okay, Naomi Campbell, Sylvester Stallone, Adam Sandler, Hilary Swank. The list goes on. Only
0: it's only Robert De Niro who I actually have a thought of maybe he. He's not gonna be airy fairy magical thinking cray cray like someone like Gwyneth. I mean I don't mean to call her crazy, that's horrible, but you know, she does she's quite out there with her
1: beliefs. She is, and you know, she gets slammed a lot. I mean, he's a regular contributor to goop. Okay. This guy. Right. And the thing is, like, she has been slammed in the media for things. And a lot of them are vagina related. Yes. Goop were touting the vaginal steaming. Yes. It's not good for your nuni. Are you sure? It's not. It's probably. You probably could scald. Yeah, you could scald it, yes. And also too, it's just not natural. You, you could kill off all the flora and the fauna and the, <laughs> the bits fauna. and pieces. Bits <laughs> and not pieces. Fauna.
0: <laughs> fauna and no. bits and pieces are not two things, three things that you associate See, I, with a vagina. With a veggie. Exactly. Yes,
1: with a veggie. No. And then. What else did she have about? Oh, those eggs that you pop up there? Oh, yeah, love eggs. She was... Yeah, but they're all right. That's right.
0: They've been around. She hasn't invented that. I've heard about them for years and years yes, and years. Yes, I know. It's a traditional Chinese love ritual. Is it? Chinese? I don't know. I used to see them down in Soho in the sex shops. Love balls. You
1: stick them up. Love balls? Yeah. I think most guys on the planet have some love balls. Not love balls. Love eggs. Love eggs. Love eggs. Yeah. Love eggs. And then obviously she had the exploding vagina candle that smelt like vagina.
0: Her vagina. Not just vagina, but hers. Hers. Yes. It's a bit much, isn't it? Saying, do you want to smell my vagina? It is a bit much. Yeah.
1: I mean, some guys I'm sure, well, and ladies too. People. Some people love the smell of a V. <laughs> Why not? You know, it's just another scent in the rich tapestry of, of life. What? going on, Michelle? Gwynny, she's on the list. If you go to Reddit, which I love, great source of information, Reddit, YouTube, and also, you know, I love reading comment sections. Yes, you're the comment reader. Yeah, where supposedly real people are talking about their own experiences. I'm not joking. Time and time again, you will read that Anthony Williams, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Medical Medium, his teachings have supposedly saved people's lives by turning around their health. The thing is, Geordie, like on the surface of it, he's not really touting anything too crazy. You know, in all of these books that he's released, you know, New York Times bestsellers, he has a diet and essentially it's plant based with lots of raw fruit and veg. Yeah. And lots of juicing. And he reckons that his Intuitive diets can help everything from asthma to eye diseases, dementia, arthritis, Mm. type 2 diabetes, through to things like, you know, eczema and rosacea and psoriasis. Kim Kardashian is all over him for her psoriasis. I bet she is. Acne, PCOS, chronic fatigue, Lyme's disease, Epstein-Barr virus, which is basically herpes. He reckons everyone on the planet basically has this and this is what is causing A lot of everyone's problems. Oh, You know, diabetes, weight issues, depression, anxiety, bloating, autoimmune diseases, pretty much everything he thinks you can cure through his diets or at least get relief from it. So I looked into it. And what the medical medium thinks is behind all these diseases and conditions is this thing he calls the unforgiving four, radiation, heavy metals, metals. Metals, 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 heavy metal to the metal, metal Metal to the pedal, Uh, viruses and DDT. Oh, which I wonder if that's just a term for you know. DDT is. Is it still around? uh, Well, no. They've
0: apparently more Monsanto. Monsanto no longer exists, but they have Mm. sold it all. I heard this from George Mombayo the other day. They've sold it all to, I can't remember now. Fuck, I have to get my facts straight. But DDT, the thing is the half-life is years and years and years. So even if they're not using that as weed killer or insect killer or whatever it is that they use it for, you know, in spraying crops, in our food, in our atmosphere, in our air, its half-life is so long that we are still suffering the consequences of the heavy use of DDT in the last century. Now I've made that fact up.
1: Okay, we need some verification on that. So just pinch of salt with that, people. There's there's a kernel in there, but we'll get the truth. But just not right now. So medical medium says DDT is a big problem. It's a big bad thing. Of course it is. And he says that when more than one of these things collide from this unforgiving four, boom, you'll get symptoms. For example, when a pathogen like Epstein-Barr virus... Which, like I said, super common type of herpes. A lot of people have it, don't even know. If the Epstein-Barr virus is in your liver and feeding off different toxins, like heavy metals, like copper or mercury, Mm -hmm. then the manifestation of that is disruptive skin conditions. Different pathogens and even different strains of the same pathogen love different types of toxins. Eczema appears when it's half copper and half mercury, and they interact with a virus, most commonly this Epstein-Barr virus. Psoriasis happens when three-quarters copper and a quarter mercury coincides with a virus. Again, most likely Epstein-Barr. And depending on the combo that you have in your liver, you'll get a different rash. The way he treats a lot of this is mainly through healing foods and a diet high in raw foods, mostly plant-based like heavy on fruit and veg and spices and herbs and supplements he loves spirulina and all that kind of stuff and he's not anti-sugar actually because he says if the sugar is naturally present like fructose in fruit and is inseparable from the food so for example fruit the sugar in fruit is inseparable from the healing properties of Mm. the fruit so therefore it's beneficial i agree with that yeah, I do too. I think it actually sounds really sensible. But he says, uh, "Sugar that's been extracted and produced, like cane sugar, you know, sugar beet, yeah. they're to be avoided. They're not natural. Mm. They're not inseparable from the healing properties of the food as a whole." I actually think that sounds pretty, pretty sensible. Okay. But the thing he's really known for, and which made him famous, I mean, this guy's profile exploded during the pandemic. He's the guy who's single-handedly responsible for the celery juice craze. Ah. It's him. And he's all over celery. Well, it makes sense because celery, when you eat it, maybe not when you
0: drink it, but definitely when you eat it, you can burn more calories than it gives you.
1: Yes. Well, this is not just for weight loss. He says basically celery juice, the juice, is a new superfood and it helps clean out your body. You know, it's pretty simple to do. He says that drinking a glass of pure celery juice every morning on an empty stomach will help your body get rid of toxins, pathogens, heavy metals. It will heal chronic issues from the inside out. I'm going to do it. With the main focus being on t- detoxifying the liver. Honestly, Jordi, that's exactly what I thought too. Mm-hmm. I was like, do you know what? Even if this guy's a quack, how hard is it to buy some... Very unsexy celery. Because let's face it, it's not a sexy I love a bit of celery. Yeah, and a Bloody Mary. Yeah. You get your celery and you juice it up on an empty stomach. Like, it's actually not hard to put this to the test. I'm going to do it. And the thing is he also, because he says the celery juice will detoxify the liver. Great. Which is where everything, he
0: thinks it's the source of pretty much everything. Think my liver needs a bit of help at the moment too, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start that next week.
1: Well, I was thinking of doing it to, Maybe we should do it. We should yes. do a check in check in on the medical medium celery juice diet. He also says uh, he's got this thing called a heavy metal detox smoothie, an HMDS. As all the people on Reddit like to call it, HMDA, yeah. uh, that he recommends. So you just whiz up some celery and wild blueberries. I don't know where you meant to find wild. Oh, nice blueberries. Mm, well, I know where you can find them on Expo Oh, you can find them all over here on Dartmoor. So people who have access do it. But uh, you also put in this smoothie things like dates, bananas, mangoes, papaya, coriander, actually, lemon, cherries, really all berries. Apples, lettuce, artichokes, lime, asparagus, oranges, barley grass, spirulina. So the entire fruit and veg basket of your fridge, basically. But you know what? He's not saying you have to get like crazy stuff like, you know, acai, berries or Mm -hmm. shit that's kind of difficult and expensive. These are all things that you just can get in local supermarkets. So I kind of like his message. If you go on to his website, I think there's a, a recipe for that heavy metal detox Smooth okay. And he also says that he believes there are energetic lessons to be learned from actual food. And he goes into all of this in his book called Life Changing Foods. And basically, he gives advice on how to use a food's energy to feed your spirit and give it what it needs. What he means by this is, for example, you would eat grapes to overcome rejection or insecurity. Hmm. So he's sort of making the connection between moods and feelings and Mm. certain foods. Mm. Or, you know, you'd nosh down a banana for courage and productivity. Nosh down a banana. Why did you have to say nosh down a banana? I don't know. It just came out. That is so sexual,
0: Michelle. Nosh down.
1: Oh, my God. Okay. It's really sexual. Apologies,
0: Jen and any other listeners who may be offended by Michelle's turn of phrase. I'm sorry.
1: Okay. You just nibble a banana. (laughs) No, I can't say anything. You're disgusting. What's on your mind? Eat a banana. Okay. Just eat it. Chop up a banana (laughs) and nosh down a nibble. Shove it in. Courage and productivity. That's what bananas are for. Okay. Berries if you want to feel abundance, he says. I'm getting the gist. Sounds good. Yeah. He says that foods, certain foods, can raise your body's frequency to a more positive and peaceful level everyday foods, and how they can help you, not only physically, but help lift your spirits. And, you know, I actually think it's a pretty positive message.
0: I'm feeling rather like Gwyneth and Robert De Niro right now. I think I might jump on that bandwagon.
1: Well, look, when you dig down into it, tori there's not a lot of evidence to any of this. Right. Which, as I said, he gets around by saying he has this gift that he has advanced knowledge of everything and he's ahead of everyone when it comes to science and medicine. Yeah. Because, you know, as I said before, he's got no medical training. But, Geordie, people don't care. And when he talks about what he thinks, you know, with his diets and whatever, and he he talked about this in the New York Post, he says things like celery juice, it's powerful herbal medicine that's killing bugs in people's bodies. Oof. He says this bugs. People don't question it. They just run out and start juicing celery like they don't crazy. Question. What bugs?
0: No, I don't
1: want bugs in me. Quick, let's get some celery. But is he
0: getting any money for the celery juice? No, but he is getting money off of his books, I suppose. He is, and his followers. Yeah.
1: And look, he's made up other medical terms because he said celery contains an undiscovered subgroup of sodium that he calls cluster salts, which prevent oh. gut rot. For what? You know, FYI, cluster salts and gut rot aren't a thing. And like I said, people don't care. They still buy his books. They still do his diets. They treat him like a bit of a guru, especially when he has comebacks to the haters. Like he has this quote. He said, I didn't know uh, research and science knew everything that was wrong with everybody. Do you know what? I kind of think he's right, actually. I don't think that research and science knows everything. It doesn't because they're finding things out all the
0: time. But then neither does he, except he does because he's being told from the spirits.
1: Yes, that's how he gets around everything. And there is a backlash, you know, from experts who say that he's a quack. But more and more people are embarking on their own health journey from an intuitive standpoint. Because, you know, doctors, everybody is poo pooing the medical medium. But no one listens to experts anymore. People go on Reddit, they go to influencers, they go to they celebrities. They do their own research. Yeah. I just think that, like you said earlier, people need to make up their own mind about this. You said about followers and how he makes money. Well, look, he does make money and people love whatever thing he's talking about because I did a little research and I just checked out some hashtags. On Instagram, there are 345,000 posts with the hashtag celery juice. Oh. So a lot of people are doing this, right? There's hundred and thirty Four thousand posts with the hashtag celery juice benefits, 53,000 posts with the hashtag celery juice heals. And I honestly don't think there would be anyone posting about celery juice if it wasn't for medical medium. He also has fuckload of followers. Remind me to put celery juice hashtags on our socials this week. Oh my God, wouldn't that be amazing? People will find us. And look, the upshot here is, Jordy. I don't know if the medical medium is real. I don't know if it's true. But for me, the fact is, shit like this goes on. I believe there are people who do have a gift, for intuitively knowing what's wrong with people. I also think there are charlatans, there are dodgies, there are fakes who prey on vulnerable people yeah, um, it, for money sadly, without yeah. thinking of the consequences of what they're doing. I just don't think it's a big deal if people drink celery juice. No, I'm not. And I don't think it's a big deal if they're eating blueberries, you know. It might help a few blueberry farmers out. And celery farmers. Exactly. I mean, look, I guess the scary thing is this guy is an influencer. You know, he has 4.2 million followers on Instagram. His books have sold more than a million copies. And that is a whole lot of influence. And it is unconventional. He has come out and said a few things on thyroid cancer that could dissuade people from getting conventional testing. And that's where I think shit gets scary. But I do think some people can heal with their hands. They can diagnose with their minds. Just be sensible about it. Weigh it up. If you want to drink that celery juice, do it. I'm probably going to do it. I'm going to do it. Just make sure you are taking it all with a pinch of salt and sort of healing, not harming. And that's my upshot right there. And go
0: for organic because otherwise you're going to be ingesting even more chemicals and DDTs or just heavy metals. Well, thank you, Michelle. Thank you for the top tip on health. Now, I also have some health things to tell you today, and most of them come via our patron and
1: part-time researcher,
0: part-time researcher, clearly from this episode, Al Teggett. Now, Al, we haven't heard his jingle for a little while, so let's have it.
1: I'll take it's not a mythical creature. I'll take it's not a unique card. I'll take it not a made up person. They us stay with so much more. They us stay with so much more. Oh,
0: oh, oh. Thank you, Al, for this week's topic. He wrote in to say. Why don't you cover medical illnesses specific to a time and a place in society? Now, I know that's not a very snappy title.
1: <laughs> Where's the comedy? Where's the comedy?
0: Where's the comedy, out? Well, to be fair, it's not very funny. It's quite shocking, most of it. He sent me a few stories, but I also did a little digging of my own. And I discovered something which I do think, well, we can kind of laugh about it because it's centuries later in the 14th to the 17th century michelle all throughout that time there were outbreaks of something known as dancing plague what
1: that sounds like dancing queen i love it already dancing plague i just can't i just can't control my feet
0: (laughs) they just can't they just can't control their feet quite literally this broke out in parts of europe And it's exactly what it sounds like, which is basically people dancing or convulsing uncontrollably for days at a time. And it would sometimes result in injury or even death.
1: (gasps) Okay, dancing sounds really like cute. Convulsing, not so cute. cute. No. No. The most famous outbreak can be traced back to a lady called Frau Trophia in
0: 1518, which is in Strasbourg, Alsace, now France. Oh, I was going to say Germany. It's in France now. It's France. She just walked out of her house one day, onto the street, and began dancing, seemingly unable to stop. She kept on dancing until she collapsed from exhaustion and then she had a little break, but then she got straight back into it again. And not all smooth moves either, Michelle, like you've just intimated. <laughs> it was frenetic, convulsive movements, by all accounts. <gasps> quite mad looking. A little bit David Byrne? N- well, I was Peter Garrett? Gonna say Peter Garrett Peter Garrett from not all? this carried on for days and within a week no i think dancing like Bez for days or weeks on end i think he can probably do that with no not even breaking a sweat maybe it's like walking and talking and breathing really his kind of dancing this one's a bit more crazy she danced on and on for days and within a week more than 30 other people had caught the bug and they danced until they hurt themselves or beyond and this went on from july that year until september
1: and affected between 50 and 500 people. Fucking hell. Just as a quick aside, this reminds me of when I was looking at the medical mysteries. A very similar thing happened during the pandemic with girls and ticking. Uh They got ticks. They think they caught it through TikTok. Right. It's a very strange thing. Very strange. Mm. And I feel like there's a connection, a parallel here with this dancing. Yes,
0: Mm. there could be. Historical documents and notes issued by the Strasbourg City Council confirm that the event actually did occur. And it attracted the attention of the Strasbourg magistrate and bishop and some doctors who ultimately intervened getting these dancers into hospital and getting them some treatment. Well, they
1: probably strapped them down or gave them straitjackets or something. Or maybe they jogged along with them. (laughs) Come on, let's get in there to the left, to the right. (laughs) Other
0: dancing outbreaks occurred in the medieval age, including in the 11th century in Saxony. That's probably Germany. I didn't look it up, but it's probably more Germany. But the reasons for it were put down to demonic possession. That old oh, chestnut.
1: Oh, I love it. A little bit of the devil. Exactly. Dance for me, devil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's saying.
0: Like. In 15th century Apulia in Italy, a woman was bitten by a tarantula and she began convulsively dancing, but then she was the only one. Okay. Going back to these Alsatians all dancing around like crazy, during July to September, basically a summer in 1518. Summer of dancing. The summer of dancing. At some point, town leaders figured out that maybe organized dancers would cure the afflicted, so they arranged a dance hall along with music and professional dancers to help those to continue dancing. But sadly, Michelle, it had the opposite effect. It blew up in their faces, and from that, it appeared to peak. With all the people joining in. So it became absolutely <gasps> banned. Everybody had it at this point. They just kind of exacerbated the whole problem. And oh deaths would be God. resulting from all the exertion. No, But obviously, later in the 20th century, investigators wondered if the contagion had started much like that TV show, The Last of Us, from eating bread made from rye flour that had been contaminated with the fungal disease ergot.
1: Okay. Which is
0: known to produce convulsions. And there's been stories of entire towns going mad from ergot poisoning. That's for another podcast. Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm interested in that.
0: Well, I did tell you about that, doing that through a podcast episode once. And you said, that sounds boring. Let's not do that. Did I? You did. Oh, sorry. The most widely accepted theory is from an American medical historian called John Waller, and he said it was more like a form of mass psychogenic disorder, which I think links back to what you're saying about the TikTok girls, literally tick 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 Yeah. And this was exacerbated by accompanying famines, smallpox, and syphilis, which caused major stress for the inhabitants of Strasbourg. So you're telling me that this TikTok epidemic of ticking teenagers, ticking. it's very difficult to say, yeah. happened during the pandemic. It did. That's a stress.
1: Yep. So maybe it is it is psychogenic. I wouldn't be surprised because obviously you can't catch a tick. It's not a disease. It's something else. I don't know. We can look into it when we look into the rye flower. (laughs) Now that we're allowed to, because Michelle thinks it is interesting
0: now. Waller also noticed that the locals believed that St Vitus, who is the patron saint of epileptics and of dancers, had been overlooked. So they hadn't been giving him enough praise. And as a result, they had been cursed. By being forced to dance. Now, have you heard of St. Vitus before? Because I have. No. There's a condition known as St. Vitus dance, but it's now known as Sydenham chorea, and it's a type of rheumatic fever. Now, I also didn't know what rheumatic fever was. It usually starts in like a sore throat, strep throat, and it's in an immune response where inflammation or swelling of the heart, joints, brain and skin occur. I see. And oh. mostly this happens in girls aged 5 to 15, and they suffer incontrollable twitching and movements, which only stop when they're asleep. It doesn't last for a long, long time, I don't think. Mm. And people still have that today. Uh, Sydenham Courier, a.k.a. St Vitus Dance. Oh, dear. So that's what I discovered when I looked into specific illnesses for a time and a place. Thank you, Al Teggett. But his stories, and a big shout out to Al for these ones, he sent me something about uh, something that came from the Oklahoma newspaper from March 7th in 1930. Mm Mm-hmm they announced an epidemic that had swept the area. And it was, this is a quote from the paper. Spinal afflictions believed to be the result of poison whiskey, which has afflicted 60 men in Oklahoma City in the last 10 days and possibly caused one death, Thursday night brought an order from city officials for an investigation seeking the source of the poison liquor supply. And this is all prohibition, right? Prohibition. It carries on, the newspaper report the strange malady affects the spine, causing a partial paralysis, especially of the feet, resulting in inability to walk normally. Ooh.
1: Blind drunk.
0: It has a name, and that name is Jake Leg. Jake Leg. Jake really? Leg. <laughs> or Jake Foot, Jake Walk, Jake Wobblies and Jake Itis. Why Jake? I'm Jake the
1: Peck Little Little. with my extra, extra leg. leg.
0: No, it's not because of that. It was 1930s Oklahoma, and like you said, prohibition was in full swing, and you could only get your alcohol from medicines or extracts that were mostly alcohol. Mm -hmm. And one of the most popular booze hits was a Jamaican ginger extract, otherwise known as Jake. And that was 70 to 80% alcohol, Michelle. That's fucking terrifying it's a lot that
1: will actually melt your eye iris thing what is it like all the things behind no but that's why people go blind drunk because they're drinking that seriously high proof alcohol and it does softens your glutinous well it it (laughs) does it does something to the eyes the ocular
0: rancid well two days later the paper the oklahoman followed up with reports of 400 cases of afflicted men and investigators determined their theory of poisonous liquor was correct and wrote, this is from the paper, quotations please, the poisoning is the result of some denaturant used by wholesale drug houses in mixing Jamaica ginger. Now, Michelle, because of the prohibition situation, the government told manufacturers that they needed to make the extract less palatable so factories would add things like castor oil, and up the ginger to make it less like a drink and more like a yucky old medicine in order to curb all the bootleggers. Yeah, because they were like, fuck it. We can just get slosh and it tastes great. Well, this is our way around it, yeah. yeah. So in all the uh, manufacturing plants making this Jamaican ginger, they were popping nasty things in, in particular a chemical that they were told was safe called orthotricressyl phosphate. Sounds bad already. By August, the Oklahoman was reporting more quotations from the Oklahoman that ortho was a tasteless, odourless compound generally used in the lacquer and leather industries, is responsible, in the opinion of government chemists, for the thousands of cases of paralysis that followed the drinking of ginger cool. concoctions. So the epidemic was pretty much done by October, but Oklahoma was not the only city affected. There were also outbreaks of Jake Leg in Tennessee, Kentucky, Kansas, and in particular, Wichita, And L.A. and the West Coast also got hit. Several owners of drug firms ended up being convicted for selling the tampered Jamaican ginger and it left 20,000 to 100,000 people permanently affected. Early symptoms included numbness and tingling in the extremities with partial permanent paralysis at higher doses. Further outbreaks were reported in South Africa in 1937 and Morocco in 1959, but that was due to contaminated cooking oil. Over 10,000 individuals were affected in Morocco. This stuff is nasty. It's
1: nasty as business. They need some
0: celery juice. (laughs) So that was Jake Legg. Jesus. And then he also sent me the following story. Thanks, Al. Which is even worse. Oh. Radium jaw. Have you heard of radium jaw? No, but it
1: already sounds like something out of Silkwood. Like Chernobyl. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. Silkwood.
0: It does actually sound... It's exactly like Silkwood, this whole story. And it predates Silkwood by quite a long time. It's also known as radium necrosis. Mm Oh, It's a workplace injury due to ingesting or absorbing radium into the bones of mostly radium watch painters. Those glow-in-the-dark oh, numbers on shit. the hands, the glowing, the yeah, the hands and the faces of your oh, glow-in-the-dark dear. watch, radium. Yeah. It was mostly women workers experiencing necrosis of the lower and upper jawbone, and they suffered constant bleeding of the gums or bone tumours and or porous bone in the lower jaw. Ooh, I saw some pictures. It wasn't nice. They were watch painters? Yep. Mostly women. Were they lick- Yep. Thank you, Michelle. Yes. The workers sorry, were sorry. all from various radium paint companies who discovered they all had similar tooth and jaw pain. And eventually it was revealed to be from the factory bosses, Michelle, ordering them to keep the tip of their paintbrushes fine by sliding it between their lips and curling it with their tongue. And it's because of this the women <gasps> ingested huge amounts of radioactive paint on a
1: daily basis. Oh, my God. And they had no clue. No. Nope. No clue. I know. Just it's like awful. Silkwood. You know, like they had, Silkwood. They had no clue that handling all that plutonium for your refrigerator was mm-hmm. going like, to kill them. Exactly. Disgusting, isn't it? Sufferers experienced tooth loss
0: abscesses, bone decay, and intense pain. Some of the girls only lost a few teeth, but one girl named Molly Magia had such extensive damage that she had to have her entire lower jaw removed, but due to misdiagnosis, her cause of death was reported as syphilis.
1: Oh dear. I mean, that's a thing you can't survive if you don't have a lower jaw. No, you, you can't, can't eat.
0: So five women brought a case against the American Radium Corporation and they were known as the Radium Girls. Good on you. Good on you. But during the hearing, these poor women were too weak to even raise their arms or take the vow and some were bedridden with these awful problems. Oh, my God. I know. The case was settled in 1928, but all of the Radium Girls died by the mid-1930s. Yep. It also affected an American golfer and industrialist named Eden Byers, who died in 1932. He ingested large doses of a medicine called Radithor of his own choice over a period of several years because it was being marketed as a wonder drug. And at the time, radium was the elixir of life. It was liquid sunshine. It was all these wonderful things to give you energy and people were knocking it back. Rich people were taking more than others because they could afford it you know, with these claims of giving you more energy and improving your health and curing illnesses. In the end, this poor man's jaw disintegrated and holes had formed in his skull and he suffered bone decay and infections all through his body. Fucking hell, that is
1: awful. Where there's
0: blame, there's a claim.
1: Oh, okay. He no. Oh, he didn't because he was dead. Well, he's dead. Well, I didn't know if he kind of made the connection, joined the dots, and then thought. No, I don't know. Well,
0: people did. Uh, They did figure it out very quickly. Radium continued though to be used in watch faces until around 1969. But workers operated under safer conditions by then. Now, I recently got a watch. And I wondered if I'd ever worn one with these glow-in-the-dark hands or faces, what would it do to me? And what else have we innocently ingested and not realised it's deadly until it's too late, a.k.a. Karen Silkwood and her… The plutonium,
1: yeah. It's horrific, isn't it? It is horrific, but then, you know, you think… Celery juice? I feel like celery juice is pretty harmless compared to all of this. Do you know what I mean? Celery is a vegetable. It's not… A manufactured evil element, yeah, true, unless it's been coated in all these nasty well DDT and whatnot, and you never know killer. with the radium watch, I mean, if you have the glow in the dark numbers, and I think I did have a glow in the dark numbers mm. watch when I was I feel a like kid, my granddad would have, yeah, could that have gone through somehow and I just wonder. onto the skin, yeah, just it's just scary, all of these things what if you, you... crack the, the the face, the face yeah, it. all these things in good faith that you. They still exist. These watches are probably still in antique stores. Yeah. Be careful, people.
0: That radium is not going anywhere. People! Listen to me! People!
1: Don't do that. People! I told you, people. People! Scary stuff. People! Well, thank you so much. Geordie and Altegut amazing stuff it's scary he's definitely earning his keep even though it's him that's paying us as a patron <laughs> and you too could be
0: a patron listeners if you'd like to you would get your own jingle yeah the next five people that sign up you will get a jingle and that's my promise to you and those things
1: they ain't free no but they are to you <laughs> Sign up, people. Lifetime of enjoyment, and uh, you can find the link to our Patreon on our website and also on our YouTube channel. Yes. Now, TV, Rex. Oh, yeah. I was
0: going to ask you, Michelle. Have you have you watched or listened to anything interesting this week?
1: Yes. Two things, actually. The first one, I I don't know how I stumbled across it, but it was it's a podcast. It's called I'm Not a Monster. Mm-hmm. It's all about women who basically join ISIS. Oh,
0: that's political.
1: Really interesting. Hmm. And it's been in the news in the last um, couple of weeks. Shamima Begum, she was one of those teenage girls who left East London and uh, didn't tell their families, just went off and joined ISIS, went to Syria. Two of those girls are dead. One of them is trying to come back to, yeah, it's terrifying. One of the girls is trying to come back uh, to the UK, Yep, Shamima Begum the UK have taken away her British citizenship, so she will never be allowed back into the UK. Uh, She went to the High Court. They've again said, no, you're too much of a threat. She's too radicalised. She's a ticking time bomb. Wow. Honestly, it's not comedy, people. It's not comedy, but it is so brilliantly well done. If you are looking for just a little bit of understanding about Syria and the Caliphate and how these girls were sort of groomed into going it's really interesting and then you know Shamima's story so I will put a link to that oh do
0: I'd like to see that it's a podcast oh it's a podcast okay fantastic I listen to my podcast that I'm listening to at the moment as well which I'm just loving it's Mm -hmm. not very political but it's so much fun if you like music and if you like a particular type of music, or if you like to hear two drummers from two of my favourite bands just talking, despite the fact that they've got an interview with another musician on the call with them, they don't really get a look in, bless them, Budgie and Lowell Tolhurst. Budgie the drummer from The Creatures, The Slits, and of course Susie and the Banshees and Lol Tolhurst, founding member, drummer, keyboardist from The Cure until he was kicked out. Okay. <laughs> and wrote a book about it. I'm gonna read it. But they are so much fun to listen to. Their anecdotes and their little gems are so lovely. I love them both so much more now.
1: What's the podcast called? Curious
0: Creatures. Give them a little plug. There are other podcasts. So listen to that if you're into 80s music, I suppose. Oh, it sounds great. It's so fun to listen to because I'm really interested in those bands for a start. I loved all of that era of music. Still do. Yeah. I still listen to Susie, Susie and The Cure.
1: The Cure. Amazing. Well, look, I'll put a link to that for people. Yeah. And look, all of our links live on our website. That's where you get the good stuff. com. That's where you get the good shit from us. And Michelle, that's so kind of you. I watched quite by accident, wasn't looking for this. A documentary on Paula Yates. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, it's on Channel 4 in the UK. Mm. To be fair, Geordie, I didn't know much about her because, you know, I didn't grow up watching The Tube or any Mm. of those, or The Big Breakfast, those influential things. We really sort of heard about her when she started going out with Michael Hutchins, obviously when she was with Bob Geldof because he's an international figure, but she never infiltrated my childhood in a way that people growing up in the UK during the 80s were influenced by her. And her story is tragic. It's such an interesting documentary. I found her fascinating. She was a lot smarter and a pioneer in many ways. Oh, yeah. um, things that you don't really realize. She was doing things that people take for granted now. She started 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 all, you know, when she became a mother, she started talking about parenting in a way that no one else had spoken about parenting. Now that's, you know, mummy bloggers, that's all people do. You yeah. know. No, she was definitely an amazing and inspirational
0: woman for sure and yeah. I always knew that of her. You know, I'd been in this country for more than 30 years so I definitely got to see the influence that she, she was everywhere. She was the it girl yeah. in
1: media. I didn't really sort of understand her influence on British culture And the way they turned on her, it's really awful. So, yes, if you're looking for something to watch, it's a two-part documentary. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Great. I'll watch that. You do it. You do that. I will do that. And, of course, just for anyone who's a Ted Leso fan, I am. Season three has started. Loving it. Episode one, not so good. Episode two, they're back in their swing. So, yeah. Lovely recommendations. Has anyone out
0: there, listeners, got any recommendations for us? Do write in. It's hello at com. Is that
1: right? Hello, hello at <laughs>
0: eavesdroponpodcast.com.
1: Podcast.com. God, join it, Get it right, you stupid bitch. <laughs> we always love it when you write in, so please do. And we love it when you tell your friends. Share, like, subscribe, all of that. All of that stuff. It does make a difference. It really does make a difference for, to help people find us. The British Podcast Awards are coming up soon. I will be harassing you more
0: in the run up to that but we are going to enter yet
1: again
0: not that it will make any difference because we're up against massive giants but you can help us get there by voting thank you we'll tell you more when it comes up but in the meantime you know what you gotta do
1: that's true wherever you are
0: whatever you do just Just keep
1: keep eavesdropping Eavesdropping,
0: dropping, dropping, eavesdropping, dropping, eavesdropping, dropping, eavesdropping, dropping, dropping, eavesdropping, dropping, dropping.